Welcome to Simple Faith with host Dale Carlson, bringing solid Christian answers to your questions and concerns. on Life-Changing Radio. Here's host Dale Carlson. Welcome to Simple Faith. I am so happy that you're joining us on this beautiful September Saturday afternoon. Uh, welcome. I'm kind of excited about the uh, the guests we have today. Uh, I'm here with uh, Bob Bomier. And Jim Barnes, uh, we've got a couple that have uh, been with a ministry that Jim Barnes was involved with for many years. And I think it's a great story. It's a great story because, uh, and I want to read, I want to start with this verse because I think this has to do with, uh, with what we're going to talk about today. And it's Second Chronicles uh, 16.9. And it says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. And I think that, uh, that uh, what I've heard from Jim is that, uh, that there's been a series of miracles here that, uh, that started about 40 years ago, and, yeah. and we just want to, uh, to hear about that story today because God hasn't changed in 40 years. I, don't think, he, I think he's the same. So today, Amen. today we have Ted Evans and David Downs uh, from, from uh, the, the Christian Shelter, and where is that located, Jim? Salisbury, Maryland. Salisbury, Maryland, all the way from Salisbury, Maryland. How are you, Ted? Very well, sir. And, very um, very excited about the opportunity to talk with you. And David, how are you? Oh, just just wonderful. We, we were being blessed, brother. Well, that's great. The scripture to us, and we just about shouted. <laughs> well, hold on to those shouts. We want to. We'll, we'll 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 shout with you because I believe that is the key to uh, to everything that we're doing. We want to solve things the world's way. You know, you hear all this stuff that's going on uh, in, in 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 our political arena. It's got nothing to do with uh, with with uh, with just leaning on God and saying, uh, "Jesus, help us," because God's got all the resources in the world, doesn't He? Amen to that, sir. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get started today. I want to hear a little bit about your ministry. I've, I've heard quite a bit from Jim, and I, I'm, I'm kind of putting <laughs> reins on him today because he's so excited to, to talk and tell us, but we want to hear from you just how this thing got started and, and what it's all about. And my understanding is that it's a, it's a shelter for, uh, for homeless, and uh, I'll, I guess I don't know that much about it, so we'll let you guys take it from here. How's that? Yeah, Ted. T t talk yes, to us a bit about uh, how this thing got started. A homeless shelter, an, a, a, a whole ministry to people that's been going on for 40 years. What got that thing started? Well, I, uh, first of all, I believe God got it started, and he, uh, got, he worked in the hearts of about 11 people that, uh, that were uh, folks here in our community that 
became aware of uh, the homeless situation, seeing the numbers of homeless uh, men and women, and, and more so today, more children today. But um, uh, those dear folks came together. They knew very little about uh, starting um, a homeless ministry or a, a, a shelter a shelter for the homeless, and uh, they um, they prayed so many ways. They would pray constantly. And, and it's interesting because we've always said that usually in some cases in the past it's taken us a long time to make a decision if we were asked to make a decision about something. And our, the reason for that, uh, Brother Jim, is that we are praying about it and want uh, God's will to be done. Well, Brother uh, Ted, though, you said you talked about, you've talked about they and doing a lot of praying, and, and they didn't know anything about a shelter, how to run a shelter. Who who the heck are they? Were well, they some super Christians or some a bunch of pastors? No, I tell you, I tell you what we had. We probably had. Uh, I know there was a retired uh, uh, police officer. There was, uh, I think, maybe one pastor. There was uh, a businessman and his wife, uh, an insurance. Uh, a gentleman who owned an insurance company, and and uh, just several uh, people from uh, from uh, maybe a couple of the churches around that when they became aware of uh, the desire of this group of people to um, to start this ministry to serve the homeless, uh, they began uh, attending a part of that group prayer and continued to pray, and uh, until one day. Uh, um, God's uh, God's hand just let things go, and brought uh, brought the donation of a. It was an old building, very very uh, very close to the location of our uh, most recent shelter. But it was um, it was uh, a, a community came together, and uh, churches and businesses donated supplies and. In, a, in, I wouldn't say a short time, but uh, God, through those precious folks, uh, built, uh, the, uh, brought the, together the building, uh, which was the first Christian shelter. We well, those about, guys just rolled up their sleeves, and, and it was their the sweat of their own brow and back for many of them. I, I, I think that, and I think that uh, one of the great things that I'm learning is there's such great joy in serving others. And being of help to to somebody, and uh, oh. I've always uh, it is always special whenever that that service is done, and I find myself driving home at the end of that experience, and and in the quietness of my car, I realize just exactly uh, what a blessing, what a fortunate experience uh, that I've just had, and being able to help someone who really needs help. My. Um... Uh, Jim was telling me that there was a specific uh, item in the news that, that kind of triggered all this uh, thinking, and somebody st stood up and said, we've got to do something. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? It, it, is, it is my understanding. I came on a couple years after the founding of the shelter, but uh, these, uh, these individuals uh, became aware of someone uh, uh, freezing in Salisbury, freezing to death. And it is my understanding that uh, that it is something that really troubled the hearts hearts of those uh, those individuals, and uh, 
he was most likely an individual that had um, stayed outdoors constantly, especially uh, uh, even during the winter times. And we see that even today here in Salisbury, that there is an area where the homeless folks congregate and and rain, shine, sleet, snow, they uh, that's where they stay. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes those precious folks find it very uh, very challenging to to be able to come in and be of the uh, the shelter atmosphere and and in some cases have guidelines that they need to follow because we have other folks in there, men, women, children, families, and so we have to be extremely protective of, of, uh, of what's, uh, uh, how we manage that ministry or how we manage the operation. Okay, okay. But, you... but these were just the, the people they, that were praying and that God said, I want you to do something about this problem. These were just ordinary people, right? Jim, just ordinary, just like me, brother. Uh, I may have attended church, and I may have done, uh, may have gone to the church Sunday school, or I may have gone to special events at a church. But um, I remember one day uh, being asked by one of the founders. His name was Robert Marshall, and Bob asked me to walk through the uh, neighborhood, which is just off of. Uh, Priscilla Street here in Salisbury, and that was, I always credit Bob, and I'm thankful because I had heard about homelessness, but he just walked me down the street, and he, he brought me face to face with it. Uh, we would go into, we had gone into a couple of different homes, and his greeting was always warm to the folks, and they in turn, uh, I believe, had come to to trust him. He trusted the Lord, I'm sure, the first time that he went out and all the different things that he was trying to do, but he had a heart to help others. And this was uh, a tough neighborhood, right? It was, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And it probably could be still considered tough today, but uh, brother, uh, I think that the folks, uh, since we've been there for 40 years, uh, I, I think the neighborhood pretty much realizes that, that we're not going to leave, and, and God is going to keep us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, David Downs, how did you get involved in this thing? Well, Jim, you don't know how it's a pleasure it gives me to hear your voice. I have, <laughs> I have missed you in such an important part of, of this ministry and, 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 and my life, so it's just good to hear you. And not to put too uh, fine a point on what uh, Brother Ted was saying, my understanding was that, that, that two gentlemen, uh, Dave Greer and Ed Wilgus, were riding um, uh, together one day. Dave was a fairly new Christian, I believe, at the time. His, uh, his son went to uh, Bucknell, uh, engineering student and uh, engineer, and uh, uh gave his life to the Lord, came home and led his dad and eventually his mom to the Lord. And, <laughs> well, and David uh, already was such a well-established community figure. Uh, his uh, grand-uncle, I think, had been the head of the fire department while they started the fire department in our town. And 
they had a uh, a business uh, with a uh, family business, a heritage in the community. And he was a uh, uh, councilman, elected official. Oh. And, but when he met the Lord, uh, a different set of things became important in his life. <laughs> and, yeah, and and so uh, you know when you find the precious pearl, um, everything's different. And oh. so in in their conversation as they were driving, Ed and uh, David, uh, they were grieved by the death of this man and uh, and apparently convicted. And so that started a ball rolling that, that gets us to where we are today through exactly what uh, Brother Ted uh, explained through uh, prayer, through the community effort, through um, the Lord, uh, the Lord's eating. There's a uh, banner on the... Uh, Dining room wall, or has been for years. I think it's actually with some recent painting. It's actually uh, moved for its own protection. But uh, the banner just says, "See what the Lord has done," and yeah. you know. And I think that is the Christian shelter. Wow! You know, to to take uh, a little boy, a little college boy, and start this ball rolling, uh, and then two men convicted, and uh, and and just one step. Another step, another step, and um, you know, there's over a thousand people uh, sheltered at the Christian shelter each year. There's over uh, twenty-four thousand meals uh, served, Ooh. and you know the need the need is is, is multiple times uh, what we're actually serving. Wow! So, you know, and I, I live such a comfortable life. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit like Dave Greer. I need to get shaken a little bit. And, you know, I, I have my home and my family, and I drive to work, and I don't uh, and go to the grocery store maybe, and none of the, my paths lead me through some of the areas of Salisbury that uh, are really needy. And, uh, and so life is comfortable. Life is good. Uh, I have a passion for children for youth and so the way i got involved with the christian shelter back back to your question funny oh jim uh <laughs> is that um i have i have coached youth sports for years i have uh, worked with uh senior high school students uh for something called the appalachian service project where uh senior high school students and and adults uh will uh, prepare for uh, all through the school year so that during the summer they can travel to Appalachia uh, and they can work on the homes of of, uh, of people with great needs. And so I fell into that and I've done that for 20 some years. And so we needed, we needed ways to teach our children uh, safety, construction safety, Give them some construction skills. And by, by the way, as an aside, there I found that uh, that some of the the, the uh, senior high school girls who uh, don't have a lot of construction experience are probably the ones you want on your team because they're the ones who are going to get things done. <laughs> but, but we went to the Christian shelter and we would go one Saturday a month, and we did that for five years. We would. Uh, it's huge old 
strip factory, and we would do demolition work. We would um, tear out uh, rotten flooring sections. Uh, we would tear out walls. We would uh, eventually rebuild things. And so that's how I got involved uh, at the shelter itself, just as a volunteer. Oh, wow. Wow. And this, okay, and this was, this old factory became a, a shelter for homeless people. For, for what it is today, yes, uh, Brother Jim. Um, uh, David is much better at numbers, but uh, we have, uh, David, would you help me with numbers, capacity, and what we can serve? And, well, and let, let, me, let me just break in here one second. We've got to go to break here. Uh, uh, <laughs> For a few minutes, uh, they they need to run some commercials, I guess. So, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna be right back uh, here, and we'll we'll continue the conversation. So stick yeah. with us. This is a great conversation. It's only going to get better. And uh, Thank if, you, sir. if you have a uh, uh, question or a comment, uh, you can text us at two zero seven five seven six fifty six forty eight today. That's two zero seven five seven six fifty six forty eight. Uh, you can't call in today. We're, we've got our phone line tied up, but you can text us, and we'd love to hear from you. We'll be right back. Thank you. Welcome back to Simple Faith. Uh, we're here with uh, Ted Evans and David Downs uh, talking about a miraculous building of a Christian shelter down in Salisbury, Maryland, right? Is that right? Yes, yep. So uh, we want you to call in, uh, or you can't call in, but we would love to, love to hear your questions or your comments uh, on, uh, by text, and the text number is 207-576-5648. So, uh, so where, do, where does the story go from here? Yeah, you guys, I, the thing that I'm most excited about, and I think that, that I, I want our listeners to hear is kind of a how God got you guys involved in doing this thing you're just ordinary people and this and you're starting off with a group of ordinary they were most they were Christian believers that went to church every Sunday right hi Ted we're, we're, we're oh, I think uh, Nate are you there we're we're not. They disappeared. Yeah. Well, I could hear way back in the uh, distance, I, but I can't. Can you, can oh, you hear oh, me? Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, we, got we, you we, we, we had a little engineering problem here for a minute. So, uh, <laughs> could you hear us? Yes, sir. Oh. Loud and clear. All right. Well, now we can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Because well, what what we what we are hoping to do here is to reach folks who are listeners in this radio station up here in Maine, in the Portland, Maine area. Uh, these are Christian believers who, for the most part, uh, they're active church members and all, but yeah. they don't, when it comes to what to do about it in the community, there, there's needs out there. We want them to do what you've done. We want to give people the courage to do what you folks have done uh, down there. And it's been, it's been, you've been doing it for 40 years, but it started somewhere. Yeah, you saw a specific need in your community. A, a guy died, froze to death on the streets, and you saw this homeless need. And so 
how did that how did you get from that place where you realized the need till you had a, a, actually started building a shelter I would think, and I wasn't uh, with a group of men at, at, at that time, but I'm thinking like any of us starting out uh, some, on something like this. First of all, you're going into a community. Maybe it's maybe it's not the greatest community, but it's 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 just the way the way it is. And you go in, and I think one of the things that we learned by going in and starting the building, uh, working on that building. Is that I think he meant something to to the community when they began seeing us day after day after day uh, coming in and making a commitment to to the uh, to Boy, the to the shelter. That is awesome, uh, and I think that's that is really important. And uh, and I think the other uh, the other thing is is that we have a sign outside the front door on the building, <laughs> and it says this shelter was planned built. And it's provided for by God through His people, and I I think that both David and I probably in those early days, whenever we handled responsibilities that were volunteering at the shelter, there was a bit of trepidation within. And uh, and um, I remember the first time I volunteered, and it was on a Saturday, and I did not know what uh, really what I was doing, but <laughs> what happened is I was given a few guidelines, and more importantly, the full staff member who was at the ministry at that time, and I was relieving for at least one shift. He prayed over me, and he prayed beautifully, and and I really, I really just uh, it meant a lot to me that I was being left with a with someone praying over me, and uh, um, it, um, it it is something that uh, as I journeyed on that. Even though I was I was trying to be of service, I, I knew it was it was a good Lord working through me. But we begin the the more you serve, I think the more um, maybe the, the easier it comes, the more you want to. And it might sound uh, a very simple thing, but it, it's not in in your earlier days. And and that, and I guess we all would have that feeling. Um, you probably, Brother Jim, those first days that you served at the shelter, you 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 had a limited uh, amount of experience as it relates to the shelter. But sure. but but uh, we we uh, we have to trust the Lord that He'll use us. That's and, right, because it was scary. It the sense of coming into a, a a community, a real kind of they that neighborhood was considered a dangerous neighborhood to go in into yeah. and to be and think, in a building full of people who were not like me at all no. homeless folks folks who might uh, were kind of scary <laughs> perfect love casts well, out they, all fear yeah and i think this the scary was maybe on my part because they really weren't they would just look like you and i except they were down on the luck and they were hurting and uh and I always felt as I journeyed on that uh, the good Lord was allowing me to be a part of His work when I came there and served others, and uh, and 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 that made it even more special that I was a part of His work. Mm. So, so uh, who are these people, the homeless that 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 you that you saw a need there? 
what was it you was what did you see and dave you talked about actually walking around the neighborhood or ted you talked about walking around the neighborhood with somebody a, a neighborhood that was kind of unfamiliar and 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 a dangerous sort of a neighborhood a walking what was it that you saw that caused you to want to help and get involved um Brother Dave, I think, could really enlighten us on that, but it has, from those early days of walking around the neighborhood, uh, certainly the needs and the service uh, uh, for the homeless has changed radically, but I think my brother David uh, could uh, could share some Good. some wonderful things and observations from his, his part, too, brother. Okay, Dave. Yeah, and I hope, I hope uh, later we come back to... Uh, the change, the change in homelessness, because it really is, really is different. But w what we found was that even though it was a very uh, down in the mouth neighborhood, uh, there was um, uh, prostitution regularly occurring just a couple blocks away. Mm. Um, there had been a shooting in the block behind the Christian shelter. Uh, much of the neighborhood was transient. Uh, if you were to go to one of the houses one week um, and go back three or four weeks later, there may be, very well be somebody different living there. So it was a, a hard luck uh, community. What uh, I've seen over the years is that um, that the type of people that live in that community do represent many of the guests at the Christian shelter, but it's so much, uh, so much bigger than that and so much more broad-based um, in, um, in 2008, uh, there was the downturn that our nation, uh, the, uh, nationwide um, local businessman in our community uh, was, uh, Went through a divorce, uh, and in the downturn, he lost his business, he lost his home, he lost his car, mm. and and there he is at the Christian shelter with no other place to go. This is somebody that you know you bump shoulders with in the uh, uh, hardware store, the grocery store. Uh, you know, this is this is your neighbor, and and yet at other times we've had uh, guests from Israel. We've had guests who have come from Mexico, South America, uh, the Caribbean islands. Um, so the guests are the, the full gamut of, uh, of humanity that uh, comes to the Christian shelter. And, and quite frankly, probably a significant number of people who might be listening to your broadcast can identify with the fact that the loss of one or two paychecks might be the difference in making the rent payment, making the car payment, uh, putting food on the table for children. So uh, a huge uh, population of people are not that far from needing uh, help um, and being and being out on the street. Uh, evictions, we get we get a lot of people who have been evicted, a lot of uh, uh, abused and battered people, uh, women, 
uh, women with children who have fled with just the clothes off their back for an abusive situation. Uh, we get uh, older people who are disabled and for one reason or another uh, don't have access and don't have the resources to um, or knowledge base to uh, reclaim resources and and they're out of the street uh, and they're disabled. Uh, they can't afford their uh, medications. So the population at the Christian Shelter is is everything. It, it, it's just all people, all races, all ages. We had uh, we have child born at the Christian Shelter not very many weeks ago. So it, it's everybody. But Dave, now you said you yourself first got involved with the shelter because you were leading a group of young people in a church. Uh, and how did you find out that, well, that there, there was a shelter for homeless people in Salisbury that needed help? And you... And, you discovered that you and these young people that you work with could actually go there and do something about this need. It, 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 yes, and and to, and to paint a word picture of it, Father uh, Jim, if you were to go back to something Father Ted said early about the startup of the Christian Shelter, it, it really was um, just prayer and the conviction uh, and something that Brother Dave Greer used to always say, Lord, make our blunders wise. <laughs> so, so sometimes when you don't hear or not sure that you've heard the Lord, like, but you can't uh, be like the saint who will wait upon the Lord and you just get moving. If you pray that prayer, make our blunders wise, it's amazing what he can do with our effort, even though he has to redirect us uh, uh, along the way because we're you know, we're misguided uh, in one direction or another. But uh, I've realized that there's always a season to uh, be still and to uh, and wait. But, but that's not easy for everybody. So the Christian shelter, these men and, and women who were uh, who just started the shelter, uh, they got the key to this rundown building, and they got to use it for a dollar a year, and the building wasn't worth anything. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I think the owners thought, well, if you burn it down, it's no, no loss. So go ahead and see what you can do with it. And they worked on it for a long time to get it habitable for the first shelter. And I think it had 28 beds. But a few years later, and, and Brother Jim, if, if I'm going too much around Robinhood's bar, just redirect no, no. me. But a few years later, after that shelter was, was up and running, and, uh, again, Brother Dave Beer said, the reason we have so many rules in our shelter is because we've made every mistake you could possibly make. Uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not professionals at this. We're learning as we go along. The Lord is teaching us, but we have hearts for it. And so, so after a decade or so in that building, learning about homelessness, learning how to help people, learning how to feed people, learning how to clothe people, learning sources of medication for people in, 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 in need of medication. Uh, a businessman 
came to that uh, board of the Christian shelter and said, I've got this building uh, just across the street from you. It's an old shirt factory. It's huge. It's about 10,000 feet on each of two floors. Actually, it's about 11 or 12,000 on the first floor and 10,000 on the second. And he said, I want you to have it. And uh, you can have it for $250,000. And, and <laughs> Brother Dave Greer told me, he said, I told him we didn't have 250,000 nickels, let alone $250,000. <laughs> so, so, so we had to say, had to say no. But, you know, within a certain number of months later, same businessman came back and said, you know what, I'll sell it to you for a dollar. Well, <laughs> That's a big that jump. Sounds wonderful. Well, that, well, that sounds real good, but anybody who's in property management knows mm. that an old building still eats. And mm. if you don't uh, do the things that are needed to That's keep right. it at least as stable, you're going to go backwards quickly. David, uh, um, we have a yes, group, uh, it's called LifehouseMaine.org, that is building or wanting to build a shelter here in the Topsom area. Um, what would you have for advice for them? I mean, they're, they're people of faith, and, and they've already raised a certain amount of money. Uh, anything you'd like to share with them? You know, one, one thing, I, I, now I, I'm really jumping the story way ahead now because we talked, or I said, I hope we came back to the topic of the of the uh, population of homeless and how it has changed. When the Christian shelters started, the, the homeless population was largely men, single, homeless, traveling, wandering men, uh, some with uh, addiction problems. Uh, and other problems. That is still a component of the homeless community today, but it is not the majority of the homeless community anymore. And the reason I bring that up is that um, I I don't even know how this happened exactly, but the way the Christian shelter is constructed, there is there is a men's dormitory. It has uh, uh, six bunk beds, 12 uh, beds, there's a women's dormitory, and it has 14 uh, beds, uh, seven bunk beds. So, uh, and those are important, and, and we have guests in them all the time. The men, we could fill up two or three times over, I guess. The women, there's always uh, theoretically an empty bed. Uh, we can always take an extra single woman. But where the face of Christian where face of homelessness has changed is through somebody's wisdom, through the Lord. I'm going to give him credit for this. Uh, we have built 13 family rooms. So in each family room, uh, a mother can bring her children, and occasionally it's a, a father who brings the children, and even occasionally there's a father and mother who bring their children. But typically, it's a mother who will bring her children into that room. There's a shower, uh, a toilet, wash basin, and the bed. And she can get her children clean. She can actually lock that door. So the uh, so staff has the keys, but, but in terms of from her other guests, she can lock the door. And so for a moment, for a night, she feels safe. Mm-hmm. She may have been living in a car 
She may have uh, come out of an abusive mm. situation oh. uh, and fear. Our guests come in with, with, with fear, and they've been traumatized. She can lock the door. She can have her children clean. She can try to get them to sleep. That's wonderful. Quiet things down with the peace, knowing that tomorrow morning when they wake up, they will have a breakfast prepared mm. for them. And then they'll face the day. And she knows at the end of the day that she'll be back at the shelter and have a dinner prepared for she and her children that they're mm. going to be fed and another safe place the next night. So, so the, in our case, the face of the homeless has, has changed dramatically. There are 20 children at Christian Shelter today, uh, from infant through, uh, mid, middle school and Actually, there might be one who's in high school right now, mm. but um, it's 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 uh, population sensitive. If you're just going to serve men, you would go one type of of shelter. If you're yeah. going to uh, if it's going to be a battered woman's shelter, maybe you would build a little different shelter. If it's going to be for for families, there's there's a different set of needs in terms of your physical plan. Well, we're coming up on a break here, um, Dave, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this right after the break. Yes, 207-576-5648. We'll be right back uh, in just a minute. Welcome back. We're here at uh, Simple Faith Radio. We're talking with Ted Evans and David Downs uh, about a story of a uh, homeless shelter that they've uh, that God has blessed uh Beginning with just a couple of folks that that had a uh, and, a and a man who froze to death in Salisbury, Maryland, mm. and uh, it's become quite a ministry. And this is a real story, and this is not the only story that's like this. This is about people who are giving their lives to Jesus and trusting Him for the results. You can't you can't give your life to God, and uh, and not trust Him to uh, to to fulfill the needs that He puts in front of you. So, uh, Ted uh, and David, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay, Bob, you were. Well, you had a... I was. I was uh, thinking, Ted. Um, you know, we have a group here that we interviewed a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to be re-interviewing um, that very local group called LifehouseMaine.org. Uh, they are a group of of women and men who have come together and prayed. They've raised a hundred thousand dollars to uh, construct a uh, women's shelter here in the Topsom area. Um, what advice would you have for them, especially as a, uh, our property values have, have gone way up since? Uh, um, so, so the money's not going a long way right now. Uh, but they're people of faith and, and uh, believing God for a shelter here in the Topsom area. I guess what I'm about to say is is, is uh, might sound that I'm saying it in a very easy way, but uh, my heart tells me that that if these dear folks are uh, wanting to do this, that uh, I can't. I, the only memory I have is that after prayer, we we after prayer one time, one day, we just felt like God was telling us to step out. And trust him, and uh, and we did. But even inside, I'm sure of all of us, we're always.
always dealing with that that flesh that sort of throws a little bit of doubt our way. But I think as one continues on the journey, that their faith will be strengthened. They will uh, just receive great joy as as things happen that one observes and you find yourself saying or thinking within your mind like without a shadow of a doubt God just did that we can look back at stories from the shelter and whether it be sizable checks that were brought in um, uh, whether it be when we were running out of foodstuffs for the kitchen and uh, people would come in usually with a sentence on the line I, I brought you some some eggs and scrapple and bacon and bread and paper towels um, and uh, um, they might have heard about that need but in some cases I believe in my heart that the Holy Spirit touched their hearts and, they, and that was the reason why they brought it in well, I, and I, because I know I know that I've been on the recipient of that sentence like I just wanted to bring this stuff into you and I've said to myself, my gosh, God has done it again. And, uh, and, and uh, it is a very humbling and a very precious experience. And uh, um, it's, it's very real. God is a great provider, and he hears our prayers. And when, when we gather together, whether it be the folks up in your area uh, of Maine or whether then be with the ministry that started here, uh, just continue praying and continue uh, continue your faith in, in all that you run in against or, or run into, or, or even the, the miracles that you see uh, see see happen right before your very eyes, um, and uh, and give thanks each time you see those because they are they are uh, they really. They really build faith in what God is trying to do in our lives. I love what you said earlier, that uh, that there it's the day to day after day after day after day of making a commitment to meet the need that God called you to uh, to meet. And I, I just I, I know that God wants us God wants to meet that need as much as we do or more than we do. And uh, and so so when we do that when we do that and we overcome the fear of failure. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna step in and he's gonna do his thing. Uh, we, we but we got to be in over our heads. You know those things that we can do ourselves. They don't. Uh, God doesn't. We don't need God to do that. It's those things that uh, we tackle that uh, that are over our heads. But it's making that day after day after day commitment, and it changes the people around us. It changes the people who see there's got to be something. There's a need out there that's that's uh, that's that is. That nobody's nobody's tackling, or, or there's there's a bigger need than is being tackled now. It's just get, right. getting ju- is jumping in with both feet and saying, "God, this is your need. This is your, but I'm going to be available." I th- I hear you saying that, and I love yeah. it. I remember a song, and it was more a contemporary song, but it was, and I'm not going to sing it, <laughs> but it was the words were, "Thank you for giving to the Lord, for I." am a life or was a life that was changed. Yeah. And that to me says that 
by giving to the Lord, I was changed. And also, the person that I gave to, their life was changed. And, uh, and I believe that that is something that, uh, that has been something that has kept me in the ministry for the time that I've been here. And, uh, and, uh, so glad that, uh, of the experience that we've had there. Well, I think, I think that's true. I think you've been changed. I think the people you give to have been changed. But I would add one more thing to that is I think the people all around you that are watching you do what you're doing are changed also. And uh, you know that's that that's how that's how people get involved when they see people making that commitment, and and saying how can I help? And I remember, I remember in my early days of my faith, doing something like this really just just scared me. Yep, <laughs> it just scared me to, to 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 go out and try to do something, uh, and uh, and and. During the journey, I, yeah, I, I messed up and failed, but I asked for forgiveness and I kept on trying. And uh, and I think that's been one of the most beautiful growing experiences um, in, in, in our lives. Uh, I know that when David and I have fellowship uh, sometime uh, for lunch and we'll begin talking about all the different things that happened in the shelter this past week and and we start smiling, and we start talking about the things that we know that it is by God's hand that those things happen. And uh, uh, it is, it's just, uh, enough said, I'm sort of rambling. I get ex- too excited sometimes. So, <laughs> But good stuff said. Good yeah. stuff said, Ted. Amen, brother. Scared, Amen. but willing to, to make a mistake, mm. yeah. to mess up. And ask God for forgiveness and and keep going. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think, uh, you know, we've had a lot. We've been on air for, I don't know, a little over a year, maybe a year, yeah, almost a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, almost a year and a half. And we've had people that have uh, been involved with homeless. We've had people that have been involved with drugs and alcohol ministries. We've had people here that are involved with hunger. We've had women uh, here who are uh, women who are involved in in um, in pregnancy resource centers. So, you know, women that are making difficult decisions and uh, and coming alongside them. And and uh, we haven't done very good at that yet, have we? Uh, there's 63 and a half million babies that have been aborted here in the last since Roe versus Wade. We've had people uh, here who are dealing with. Are, have ministries that are dealing with hopelessness and depression, poverty, right. yeah. domestic abuse. Uh, we've had elderly ministries here. We've had uh, people talking about uh, human trafficking. And I just want to say to people out there, there are needs. You know, I think we sit around and we kind of get uh, wrapped up in our day-to-day lives and we can't see what's going on around us. But these are real needs. And we look at the chaos in our in our, in our our country, the hopelessness that we've got in our political system, and Jesus is just waiting for folks to jump in That's right. and do something. Yeah. And uh, it's not about uh, lining up to vote. We need to vote, uh, our, our consciences and whatever. But mm-hmm. we need to show the love of Jesus uh, in, in ways that uh, that uh, that uh, scare us a little bit once in a while. And that's, <laughs> it's good. Get us out of our comfort zone. Get us out of our comfort zone, yeah. Yeah, Dave Downs, you said you talked about you 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 had a comfortable life. And God suddenly wants you to do something that's not comfortable. I think I think I, I, I think he hit it right on the head. 
about being over your head. And, you know, when you're when you've had plenty of education and a comfortable life, and and you're well doing well in your uh, profession, your vocation, uh, you know, you're not used to sticking, uh, getting in over your head. Everything is planned. Everything is orchestrated. Everything is on a schedule, and it's particularly uh, bad. One of the bad vices that uh, engineers have is, you know, we have to plan it. It has to be logical. It has to mm-hmm. flow. By getting in over your head, I, you know, to get back to the women's shelter, I, the fact that it's a group of women who are starting it just Amen. reeks of death to begin with. Uh, I mean, that, that's just absolutely thrilling. Uh, and, you know, my advice to them is, don't focus on the money. Yes, um, that's yep. You know, don't 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 waste your time on the money. Spend your time on the mission, the ministry, the serving, and in prayer. And yes, open your mouth, and and the Lord will fill it, just as He promised. <laughs> but but when you have a solution, and the people can sense that uh, that the Lord has ordained your solution, you know, the money will, will flow. You, I just don't worry about the money. Just mm. keep moving forward. Great advice. Worry about, every day. worry about the vision. Have a vision. Yeah. Amen, amen, And it's amen. day after day, day after day, making a commitment to meet that, the needs of that vision. And vision will bring provision. That's right. That's right. Amen. And we have a. I just want to mention before we go off the air, we've got about one minute left here, and I want to remind people that we've got a benefit concert coming up for a pastor's son that's really been had the trials of Job uh, yeah. in his life, and and uh, that's that's two to five tomorrow afternoon at the Silver Spur in Mechanic Falls. It's a bunch of Christian uh, uh, Christian and and country musicians that are uh, getting together to uh, to. Uh, uh, put on a concert cost fifteen bucks to jump uh, to to come in, but uh, you can give more if you like. And every dime goes to this man who's suffering with cancer. Uh, yeah. Ted and David, we we got about thirty seconds left here. When the music starts, we go off the air. But uh, but give okay. us give us your final words. I I I I think more so that that I know we've been talking about this, and I hope this is an okay opportunity, but. Your listeners could 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 visit our website, which is www.christianshelter.org. Oh, I'm so and, glad you said that. Yep, say that again, yep. please. Uh, www.christianshelter.org, and uh, and also that uh, that is uh, part of the history. Uh, uh, we felt the, the leading uh, about two years ago. Uh, that uh, God bless us with uh, a gentleman who had fantastic writing mm-hmm. skills to develop, uh, develop a history book, and we have that for sale on our site. Awesome, oh, it's, uh, uh, and that it will and be. And we're hearing for the, the music. <laughs> thank you, thank you, gentlemen. God bless you. Thank, thank you, you. and we'll, thank you, Dave. Yeah, what a what a blessing it has been to have you today. Talk to you next yes, week. Bye bye. Yes, sir. Bye bye.